Welcome to the Marlborough Monday Espresso podcast. It is the 4th of July today, halfway through the year already, and obviously a difficult first half of the year. We've got many indicators, many markets still in bear market territory. Nathan? Yeah, so some big moves over the first half of the year. It was obviously a particularly difficult period for equity markets. So if we take the S&P as an example, the S&P down 20% year to date. And if we put that into context, it's actually the worst first six months of the year that we've had in markets since 1970. So it kind of really gives you an idea of the extent of the pullback in markets that we've had this year. It really is unprecedented, even in a historical context. So a difficult period, but UK investors perhaps haven't felt the brunt of it as much as perhaps international investors have. And that's because we've had a weaker sterling. Sterling having dropped around about 10% versus the dollar, also having lost against the euro, means that UK investors actually didn't feel as bad. The losses for US equities around about 10% in sterling terms. So UK investors perhaps insulated slightly from those moves, but still a difficult period nevertheless. And also we had last week another negative week for equities as recession concerns come to the fore. Yeah, but so some of the positives from last week, we did have bonds performing last week. And so that's just showing you that, you know, fixed income actually beginning to work again because bond yields are at a higher level. But it also shows you that a number of markets are indicating that we are potentially moving towards a recession. So, you know, we mentioned equities and equities in a bear market, defensive sectors outperforming, and that would indicate that, you know, we're moving towards a recession. We've got commodities which have been weaker and particularly the copper price has been falling. And again, so Dr. Copper would be used as a metric to give you a sense of what's happening in the global economy and generally when it's falling, that means that we're moving into a contractionary phase. So there's a number of indicators there suggesting that a recession is looking likely. And last week we did have some data from the US. So we had the ISM manufacturing data and that data has moved into contraction so a level under 50 means contraction and then anecdotally if you want some high frequency indicators or indicators which tend to come out before the official figures you'll see that furniture which is in transit from china and vietnam to the us those figures are way down which is showing you that you know housing is weaker and demand for goods within housing is weaker so lots of signs there that recession is the likely outcome yeah, the market definitely starting to move away from inflationary concerns to recessionary concerns. And those ISM figures, some of the earliest numbers that we get, the services still above 50, so that's still positive. Whereas though the manufacturing level dipping below that 50 level that indicates or separates expansion from contraction. Now, inflation concerns, though still with us in Europe, Europe inflation very much influenced by energy costs, and the ECB signaled again last week that in their next meeting, they will be raising rates by about 25 basis points. In the week ahead, we will hear more from Christine Lagarde and other ECB governors, and we expect to hear that message reiterated. Nathan mentioned bond yields a minute ago. Bonds performing relatively well. That's as you'd expect, you know, as the market begins to expect recession. In a recessionary environment, you get lower inflation. So bonds started to look ahead beyond the current inflation peak towards lower inflation in the months ahead. All of this talk about recession could be perceived as being quite negative, but I think it's important to give you guys a statistic. So if we do remember that bear markets do lead to bull markets, 
And if we look at data going back to 1950, the average bear market has led to a return of minus 34%, but the average bull market has led to a return of 167%. Just to put things into context, and it kind of really highlights some of the dangers of trying to time the market, particularly when a lot of the bad news is already beginning to be priced in. Thanks for that, Nathan. Another area where it was positive and perhaps the market has moved over the worst is China, where we see some restrictions easing. We had their PMI indicator rebounding back to above the 50 level and the market there responding as well with some positive moves in China. And really just a reminder that diversification does work in markets. It may not have felt like it in the last few months, but diversification really the name of the game, you know, stay diversified and stay invested, the cardinal rules. Looking at the week ahead, I mentioned earlier the ECB talking this week. We'll also see Fed minutes. Yeah, so people are going to focus on the Fed minutes. So what are central banks thinking about the current environment? We are seeing signs that inflation is beginning to roll. So what will the Fed have to say about that? Will they be concerned about recession? So will the narrative change from inflation to recession? An important thing to watch out for this week. Yep, we also get the jobs report. That'll be closely watched. One of the big fears that the Fed has is that the jobs market has been too hot. And of course, we'll start to see the first companies reporting earnings for the first half of the year. Those will also obviously be very closely watched to look for signals as to how companies have been able to navigate these difficult times. So lots going on. As we said earlier, the narrative moving from inflation to recession, but as I said, plenty going on, plenty to keep us interested, and we hope to bring you more next week. Thank you. Thank you.